Hello and welcome to another special TF Bulletin issue of the Toxpod. I'm Peter Stockholm and today we have Sarah Willer as a co-host. Thanks for joining me, Sarah. Thanks, Peter. Nice to be here. Sarah is a co-editor of the Bulletin along with her colleague Jennifer Schumann. And for those who aren't aware, the Bulletin's a quarterly publication by the International Association of Forensic Toxicologists. So tell us a bit about this year's September edition. Well, this September edition is a special issue and normally we celebrate the past TF conference or we're looking forward to one. But of course, due to COVID, we had to postpone the Cape Town and actually it's not going uh, true anymore. So that's a real pity. But as, as a result, we chose actually to put a special issue together, focusing really on the TF community as a whole. So the current issue is about to land in TF members' letterboxes. So let's give it a, a bit of a rundown of what's in store. What's the president have to say this time? I think the, the president has a really nice letter in the bulletin and he discusses what's coming up. So uh, first of all, there's the Latin America regional TF event coming up shortly in November. And then there's also going to be a continuing education webinar in memory of Randy Basalt uh, coming up around December. And finally, there will be a kind of online TIAFT conference. So Around the World in 80 Talks is the title, which will be held in the beginning of February. The TF meeting is often seen as the central, often seen yeah, as the central I, aspect. I believe that's really, that's really true because you... First of all, you get, of course, all the scientific information, but I think it's also nice to meet people and to, you know, have contacts uh, that will help you further in re your research and uh, all your projects. So I'm looking forward to how they are going to do this also with the online version, because he was talking about getting the people together online as well. So that will be an amazing event, I believe. Yes, looking forward to that. So they also did a survey, which is interesting, and looking into what the TF members thought about communication in TF to regional representatives and if we should have um, a board elections online. So those are all kinds of things that he's elaborating in, in his president's letter. Yeah, I saw that there was a very strong support for doing the online board elections, which was interesting. Yeah. That was quite striking indeed. And uh, I think it was about 70% of people that wanted online elections. So uh, that's quite a, a huge number. So moving along to the other articles in the bulletin, we have Tony Moffat and the title of his article is The First Time I Was a Murder Suspect, which is intriguing. Yeah, it is intriguing. And I think that's one of the, the articles that really fits the bulletin well. It's a kind of fun fact, but then at the end, you really get a lot of scientific information too. And it's actually an article about uh, an arsenic intoxication, which I believe, at least for some countries, you will tend to forget that that's also a very important toxicological compound that we should look into. And it's amazing how common arsenic poisons used to be, but Obviously, because of that, they restricted its uh, availability. And a lot of forensic tox labs may not even have the capability to measure arsenic anymore. So 
Yeah, I, I think that's really true. And you tend to forget that it had uh, that much of importance. And what I also like is, and this issue is, is also clearly indicated that maybe in some countries, arsenic poisoning is a little bit put in the background, but in other countries, it's, it's really irrelevant. And uh, later on in this bulletin, you will see uh, a spotlight on Africa, uh, looking into Professor Aminata Turi. And she's actually also looking into uh, metals such as arsenic poisonings. And I think this is nice about TFG, you get an international community that's giving information you know in different aspects and, and different countries and so maybe a poison that is less frequently used here can be used a lot in other countries or are more important there so another article that we see in the bulletin is one by Lisa Delay uh, from Ghent University and uh, she's looking in the added value of paracetamol protein adducts determinations in clinical and forensic toxicology. And what's interesting is here that, again, you can see that the toxicologist is only one part of the puzzle in the sense that um, if we would only measure paracetamol, uh, maybe we will not determine if this is actually causing uh, death, for example. And with the information from the coroner, if you really see acute liver failure, you should always look into that too. And, and what she's done via the paracetamol protein adducts is looking further in, into that problem and giving more information uh, for as a toxicologist, but also to the, the coroners to build up their case. That's definitely something I'd never uh, even thought of, to be honest with you. So that was a really good read. Yeah, so that's something we really try to establish with the bulletin to get you your two feet on the ground, as we would say, in the sense that there's a lot to know. And of course, we, we all focus on, you know, MPS are very important at the moment. And of course, they are, but there are also some little things that really can make your work a lot better as a forensic toxicologist. You're right, though, because we sometimes forget that the simple drugs are often the most significant. Yeah, and it's often, I think, like people think, oh, it's uh, in most of the countries, it's still like over-the-counter medication. And so you tend to see it a little bit as innocent, but it's it's not that innocent as it is, as indeed uh, it causes, I think, at least in the Western world, the most of the liver uh, failures are due to excessive paracetamol use. And of course, NPSs, we, we can't really ignore them. They're so important. So uh, as you also see in this uh, bulletin, at least uh, three contributions are discussing NPSs. So one is the, the Korean group looking into synthetic cannabinoids in, in drugs abusers here. And I think it's a really nice overview from about 2009 to up to now, what types of cannabinoids have been used in, in the Korean population and looking into the legislation, but also, of course, the ability of the laboratories to detect those compounds, because at a certain moment, he sees a decrease, but the question then rises, okay, are we monitoring the right synthetic cannabinoids? And I think this is something we've seen all over the world. At a certain moment of time, uh, several compounds were out of the market and others came up. And so we are always a little bit backlogged in the lab and, and we need the standards uh, to do the confirmation. So I think this is a really big issue in the synthetic cannabinoids uh, discussion. Going a little bit further into the Young Scientist article from Ricardo Leal, he's from Brazil. In this article, he mentions a drug which I'd not actually heard of before called Clobenzarex, 
that's just another example of another drug which isn't important in Australia or our local country, but it's quite common there. Yeah, it's true. That's uh, also something I, I found striking in the sense that I had to look it up just to see uh, what it what it really was. And then, of course, they can occur in one of your uh, samples at any time. You know, via internet, you can ask uh, for any compound you like or maybe via visiting people. So that's something uh, of interest, I believe, to us all to keep open-minded when we're doing tox analysis. It's a pro-drug to amphetamine. So you may see amphetamine, but our screen would miss the parent. So yeah, for us, it would exactly be the same. We would miss yep. the parents and uh, have a look at, at amphetamine, actually. Yeah. Yep. They have a very active young scientist group there. So as you can see also in this issue, we had some couple of articles looking into what they're doing in, in South America. Uh, from the upcoming meeting to the winner of the TF logo, which is also important, of course, and then uh, the Young Scientist's article. And what do you think of the new TF logo? It's a very nice logo. I think Marilia Santoro Cardoza has done a great job. And so she explained actually that for her, it's really TF is the worldwide integration of toxicology. And I, I think that really is demonstrated in the logo. And um, we'll see it uh, a lot of times now on the website and, and uh, in the bulletin too. So um, it's nice to have a, a new logo, I think. Yeah. I like the baseline wrapping around the world and the peak peaking in. I think it peaks in Denmark somewhere, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you still really would like some more articles coming in, wouldn't you, from TF yeah, members? Articles are always welcome. Uh, you can send them either via your regional editors or to us personally. And of course, me and Jen are always doing our work as uh, professional stalkers very well. So we always contact you if we uh, want an article too. But really, all types of articles are welcome. Including ones about the Toxpot. No, yeah. So that's also something I think we wanted to celebrate. So the TF community and I think the talk spot is also something that people really enjoy. So good work, uh, Tim and Peter. Thanks for that. Also, thanks for inviting us to give some discussion and content concerning the bulletin. And I really think it's something very important for lots of people just in a relaxing atmosphere to get information in. So thanks for that. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. So, if you're a TF member, you'll soon receive your glossy September 2021 bulletin hard copy. And if you're not a member and you're employed, or if you're just a student in forensic tox or a related field, you can pop along to the TF website at www.tf.org and apply to be a member. So feel free to contact the secretary if you've got any questions about joining, and she'd love to hear from you. So we'll see you next time when either Jen or Sarah will be joining us for the December bulletin episode. Yeah, and thanks for listening. Registration is now open for the 61st annual TAFT meeting taking place from the 2nd to the 6th of September 2024 in St. Gallen, Switzerland. The early bird rate is only available until May 31st, so be sure to register soon for the reduced rate at www.tft2024.org. We look forward to welcoming you to St. Gallen for an inspiring, engaging and enlightening conference.